0: Our good friend Avi Abelo uh, can speak personally about serving in the IDF and having relatives do the same. He's the voice of uh, uh, the Pulse of Israel uh, vlog and podcast. He's also producer of Home Game, which will work into our conversation. Those of you who are not familiar with that film will explain about all that coming up here at JM in the AM. Avi Abelo, a pleasure, my friend, to welcome you back to JM in the AM.
1: Shalom, shalom, Nachum. Always a pleasure to talk to you.
0: Uh, seems every conversation that we've had this week with people in Israel uh, starts with uh, what Shabbat morning, Shemini Atzeret, Simchat, Torah morning, was in the community where they were. Where were you spending Shabbat? And uh, describe the situation for us as the day unfolded.
1: Oh, wow. Well, first of all, um, I have one son in the army in a, in a commando unit. And so, um, and I'm, I'm a reserve soldier still serving, even though I'm closing in on 50 years old and I could have stopped years ago. And I have another son who finished his Hezder last year. So he, um, he's a reserve soldier. So we started hearing the news on, on our way to, Shul. I started hearing the news on my way to Shul, um, cause we heard booms. We live in Efrat and we heard booms. My wife woke me up. We heard my We were in bed hearing booms. No, no clue what was going on. Went outside on my way to shul and um, started talking to friends, and they were telling me everything that would ha- was going on, in terms of not just the rocket attacks, but uh, a- about the massacres that were that were starting already in the morning. Um, so, uh, with a heavy heart, I, I instead of going to shul, I actually ran to see how my parents were, because my parents live five minutes away from me. Um, uh, so I ran down to see them knowing like this was it it was already it was already known the world has changed. Like already Shabbat morning, just to talk to my friends, even without looking at any news, without looking at my phone, I already knew the the war was coming. Things have changed. Um, So I went to check my parents, went to check on my, my sister, who also lives above my parents, came back home. By the time I came home, we already had two Two Azakot where we had to run to our rooms, one, uh, our, our safe rooms. One, I was with my parents for one. Then I realized, okay, I can't go to my shul. I go to Rabbi Shlomo Katz's shul, which is whatever, a ten, uh, five, 10 minute walk away from my house. But I have a different shul, like right across the street that I found, help found. Like I literally roll out of bed. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the shul right across the street. And I said, all right, family, we're davening at our shul, Zaid Ranan, right across the street. And we got there at the end of Shacharit. Um, there were only like 20, 30 people left because everyone started already started leaving and going home. Again, there were already two azakots, and we Everyone had to run to their safe rooms. Um, we were there uh, to, uh, for, to finish Shacharit. And they said, okay, now everyone go home. But before we do, there was a little conversation. And the Gabbai made an announcement. We're doing one hakafa. And I can't tell you how amazing that was to do that one hakafa for 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it was the 20, 30 of us in shul we just gave our hearts and souls and again we knew what was going on already not just the rockets we knew that the the terrorists came into gaza because we're, we're all connected to the army and uh, we we already knew what was going on um and we we were crying our crying out to talk to and our singing and dancing with that one hakafa we did there was another um there was another uh azaka that we had to run to the safe room so uh, I went to the safe room in the shul. Then there was a kiddish for whoever was left in the shul. Again, the only people in shul who people who people who who live within a minute and a half uh, away from shul to be able to run to their safe rooms. And then the rest of the day, basically, I was on my phone waiting to be called up. My son was on his phone waiting to be called up. Um, and I got called up. Mincha. Mamash. Uh, mincha. I was in shul for Mincha. Before Ashrei. I got the call and uh, and I was off. So I wasn't even home to finish to finish me, and I've been, uh, ever since in, uh, in Miloim. Um, and, uh,
0: and these scenes of course are, were playing themselves out in God knows how many hundreds of synagogues around the entire country as, as, uh, um, a young man after young man, uh, was being called and, uh, instructed to get to their base, as soon as possible, and uh, now the numbers, of course, are over 350,000 that are serving in the IDF reserve actively in this war. Um, And and you mentioned, of course, about your uh, own relatives, in addition to yourself, that are either part of the IDF or part of Miluim. We hope everybody's been safe until this point. Um, There is a growing concern Uh, And I ask you this because you're somebody who's obviously always following the news in a situation like this even more so. Uh, There's growing concern that with everything we've heard about what's happening on the southern border and the obvious engagement that Israel now has uh, in Gaza itself by air and most likely soon by ground, uh, there's a growing concern about what's happening up north. Could you give us an update on what you've been hearing in terms of, God forbid, a multi-front war?
1: Listen, it's no secret that the, the day would come where there would be a multi-front war. It was, it was not a question of if, but always a question of when. Does it look like it's going to be now? Uh, I would say more than 50 percent it looks like it will be now. Um, on the northern border, there have been some uh, incursions by Hezbollah, uh, terrorists that have crossed the border. There have been some shootings we've shoot, we've shot into Lebanon. I think we even shot into Syria cause, uh, cause via Syria, there have been a couple of things. Uh, it definitely looks like there will be a multi front war. And you, I would imagine the reason the state of Israel called up so many reserve soldiers, never, never in the history of Israel have so many reserve soldiers been called up is because that is the expectation um, and it is needed because so many reserve soldiers I know personally not, have not been sent down south. They've been sent up north. So we're definitely being pre- prepared for uh, for such a situation.
0: Is, uh, is everyone, and even if we think, meaning we here, think we know the answer to this, I think it's important that someone like yourself confirm it. Uh, can I assume that every member of government essentially, obviously there are some exceptions, but those – um, uh, members of government of the traditional left wing. Uh, we'll leave the Arab parties, etc., out of it for the moment. Uh, is there a consensus about what Israel is likely embarking on in regard to Gaza right now?
1: That's a very interesting question. I think as of right now, everyone in the left wing government understands that I'm uh, oh, sorry. Everyone on the left wing of Israeli politics understands that uh, the gloves have to come off. That uh, the whole this whole cause called Palestine, that Hamas is the is is the poster child of at the moment, being the headlines um, from Gaza, uh, has to be stopped. The 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 horrendous massacre literally massacre of men, women, children, babies, grandmothers, taking them all as captives um, is something that's beyond the, the worst scenes happening to Jews like that since the Holocaust, literally, that something has to be done. However, I mean, because of my involvement in in pro-Israel activities, I am already seeing the campaigns by the left-wing NGO movements to stop the army from doing anything using the stories and the faces of the kidnapped, saying that Israel can't do, shouldn't do anything until they return all the kidnapped. That's like their cynical use of, of the the emotional manipulation they're gonna do right. to, to try to stop the Israeli government from doing what's necessary. How many of the left-wing politicians will jump on that bandwagon when they push that campaign out and they will have plenty of money to push that campaign out? That is a good question. I'm sure some will jump on and some
0: won't. Avi is with us from Israel. All right, what could you tell us about the soldiers? when you When you served, I have to assume there were no cell phones, And I would guess communication, even during peaceful times from army bases, was probably discouraged, I would guess. Uh, Now we see soldiers who have the ability to communicate with their parents, with relatives, etc. Is that a good thing? Has it been helpful? Obviously, parents checking in with kids, it's been helpful. Uh, But uh, how would you describe the way things are now in 2023 for the Israeli
1: army? Yeah, it's definitely a different world. I mean, I, I could tell you personally, both as a father of soldiers, of serving soldiers, and also as one serving right now. I just got off my eight-hour shift just uh, 20 minutes ago. Um, it, it's a it's a different world. Uh, the, the The major thing that is the same is the second the second any soldiers are sent into actual combat, uh, they give their phones. A, uh, their, their phones are taken. So no one goes into combat with phones for many reasons, which we don't have to go into right now. But but besides being sent into combat, like, for instance, uh, I mean, uh, we're all manning posts all over the place, like literally all of the down south, up north, across Judean Samaria. We're all manning every place. And um, we need phones because not always does the official, uh, the official uh, radio system work. Right. So the name, the name, when, when a radio system is not working for someone to be able to, to talk to each other, to, to, to update or give orders or et cetera, et cetera, they always say, okay, we're going to the Mishni. Mishni, anyone who knows Hebrew, that's like the 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 backup. What's the backup? Your regular phone. Right. Obviously, that's not the ideal because we're not supposed to be talking security stuff over our regular phones. But uh, but that's a Somet- huge lifesaver yeah. that we didn't have uh, 30 years ago when I was uh, in, in the regular service.
0: And sometimes it's necessary. Avi Abelow is with us. All right, uh, we uh, we uh, you're in an, a very active community. Not that every community in Israel isn't active. Obviously, they all are. But Efrat is one that's very familiar to our audience, and I can only imagine. imagine. Imagine uh, how people have voluntarily stepped up to help the soldiers in as many ways as possible. What could you tell us about the volunteer effort? If, in fact, uh, the soldiers uh, are in need of uh, different supplies and even people to drive down and barbecue for them once in a while or or on a regular basis? I mean, we're talking about going from a, you know, a, a, a normal size reserve duty. Uh, to, as you, describe, you know over 300,000. It can't be easy, even for the Israeli government when it comes to supplies and provisions and necessities, etc., uh, to, to just jump to those types of numbers. What can you tell us about the volunteer effort from communities like yours?
1: So I'll, I'll preface it like this because we just experienced a year of division within the Jewish people, not just here in Israel, but even where the Jewish people in America and abroad were, were all being divided against each other because of politics that most people didn't even understand about. But the message I was giving across day and day out in all my programming and all of the activity I did was, guys, wake up. We are one people. We are more unified than we think. Do not listen to the headlines. It's a tiny, tiny minority of people who are dividing us. When the, and, and the media is using their lies and manipulation to have people feel we're divided we, and to make people feel like no one's going to show up to the army, that there's so many pilots who are not going to show up, so many soldiers are not going to show up. And I was calling it out since the beginning. It was all one big bluff. And most of the Jewish people, most of Am Yisrael, we are united despite our passionate differences, whether political or religious. And the beauty is today you see that more than 120% call up to the reserve duty people who stopped reserve duty or are no longer called up to reserve duty are coming and everyone's showing up right left center religious secular everyone's showing up just calling out the bluff of how we've all been lied to by the whole jewish establishment and media the past year and the beauty is and i might and i don't know if i'm going to shock people by seeing this we do not win our wars because of our generals and our politicians, we win our wars because of the power of Am Yisrael and the chesed of Am Yisrael and the achdut of Am Yisrael on the ground by, by, by not paying attention to everyone on top who's dividing us. And it's coming out so beautifully. It is wonderful. The every, the, the soldiers are being bombarded with, with, with food all over the country. I get mothers and kids bringing cookies to me at every single post I'm at. We're being bombarded with food with every single meal. And no, the army does not have enough food for 300,000 soldiers. Doesn't have enough equipment for 300,000 soldiers. The army is not prepared for this type of war, which is another conversation for another time. But the Jewish people are stepping up and, it, and it's giving the socks and it's giving underwear and it's donating money to buy equipment. It's just unbelievable. And it's the amount of people that are, are davening and the amount of tehillim that's being said and the amount of yeshivas and people who are, who are making tzitzit to then give out tzitzit to soldiers. It is just phenomenal. This is the beauty of Am Yisrael that exists every single day, and this is my beef with the media and the Jewish media, that use their precious time and attention to divide us all on narishkeit and politics instead of focusing on how beautiful we are and all the beauty we're doing that is bringing the gu'ula. So it is beautiful to experience.
0: Well said, and um, I hope uh, hope the people in Israel also understand that there's a... uh, you know, within the limits, obviously, we're 6,000 miles away, but there are some unbelievable volunteer efforts and gatherings and demonstrations, very important ones that are happening in this area of the world as well. Avi Ablo, there's one final thing that we must address, and I'm glad you reminded me of this earlier this morning. Uh, you produced a film called Home Game, and that was filmed at the time of the Gaza disengagement. H- how did that go, he asked rhetorically. and um, And maybe you can describe... What the Jewish communities of the Gaza Strip were like. <laughs> Some people listening right now won't even remember that there were Jewish communities in the Gaza Strip. What those communities were like, uh, what that disengagement um, uh, was like, and what it eventually, unfortunately, as we see this week, has led to. What could you, what could you remind us about that area of uh, of the world um, as you look back to two thousand five?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm. I can't tell you how much. Mo- crying I've been doing the past few days because we warned the whole Jewish people that this was what was going to happen. We warned them. If we destroy 21 Jewish communities in the Gaza Strip, we expel 10,000 Jews from their homes in the Gaza Strip. We pull out all the army. Rockets are going to fall on all of Israel. Terror attacks are going to come upon all of Israel. Innocent Jews and plenty of soldiers, more soldiers are going to lose their lives because we pull out than if we stay inside. We were warning, screaming, protesting. And my movie Home Game was made after the expulsion of those 10,000 Jews and the destruction of the 21 communities in order to give Jews all around the world, including in Israel an understanding of who those Jews were and what exactly was going on, because again, the media was not telling the true story. And one of the reasons I was so active in in protesting the Gaza disengagement, what I call the Gaza expulsion, is because it was clear clear as day to me, this is back in 2005, that if the Jewish state of Israel destroys Jewish communities and expels Jews, not only will it be more dangerous for jews in israel that will leave will be a direct growth of anti-semitism against jews all over the world because hey if the jewish state of israel can do this to fellow jews then we can do bad things to jews also and not and I'm, if, if anyone wants to research this i can you can look at it yourselves direct rise of anti-semitism all over the world since 2005 we're living in a different world and I, I I think it's a direct connection. And using today, exactly today, again, hundreds of Jews, uh, and and it's and, and not only Jews, but mostly Jews, but it was targeted for Jews, were massacred, massacred like we haven't been massacred since the Holocaust. And you have pro, you have anti-Israel protesters protesting all over the world, cheering, literally cheering that Jews are massacred. I just saw a video of a protest in New York City from two days ago. And the person leading this speaking at the rally was saying, oh my God, and the terrorists glided in and into this, into this music festival, and they mowed down and murdered all the people dancing there. And everyone was cheering. This is New York City folks, in the streets of New York Manhattan. People cheering, and they weren't being lied to. They were being told the exact truth. Jews were massacred and they were cheering. And I don't know if you heard this, but just I, I just received this WhatsApp today of, uh, of a girl at the Diamond District in Manhattan that she was being screamed at by some Muslims chasing her, we're going to rape you just like we did to, the, we did to your, your, your Jews in Israel. So Jews have to wake up. We're all in this together. What's happening here in Israel, even if that was happening to us, it's going to be happening to you all over the world. Stand with Israel to end this insane evil called Palestine. No two-state solution, no support for the Palestinian Authority. End it. It is anti-Semitic to its core. It's the biggest anti-Semitic movement in all of history because it's all over the world. And people like to compartmentalize, oh, it's only against Israel and it's only politics. No, 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 no. It's against all of us. And now is the time everyone must stand firm to support Israel in doing everything necessary that we end this evil called Palestine. Israel is the best country in the Middle East for everyone. There is only one country in the Middle East where a Jew, a Shiite Muslim, a Sunni Muslim, a Buddhist, a Baha'i, an atheist can all live together peace and, trans- and, and, and prosperity. That's Israel. Yeah. The solution to the Middle East is Israel. The more people living under a Jewish state of Israel, the better the Middle East is. And people have to get that in their head and get out of the Western concept of of peace, and 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 so and, and politics. Get rid of it. Think human rights. We are the only country where every single person is guaranteed peace and prosperity in the Middle East. Start supporting Israel, one hundred percent, and letting us do everything necessary to end this evil. And now, not only will we be safer, but all Jews all over the world will be safer.
0: Avi Kolakavod, thank you. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Nocham. Everyone, and the most important, HaKadosh Baruch who is in charge. He is our biggest weapon. Well, Tzvila, yeah. Shuva. Tzvila, Tzvila, Tzvila. If there's
0: something we learned this past weekend, there's only one Prime Minister of Israel, and that's the one above. 100%. Thank you, Avi. Avi Abelow, everybody, the voice of Pulse of Israel, a vlog and podcast. Of course, the producer of Home Game, which he described from years ago, worth researching.